0: Welcome to another edition of uh, First Off the Bench, Hockey Circles. My guest today has had a rather storied and illustrious career, Uh, grew up in uh, Willowdale, Ontario, went on to play for the Oshawa Generals and uh, drafted in 84 by the Jersey Devils, Mm -hmm. ended up coming to Vancouver a couple years later in a trade and uh, get a little bit more into the the hockey aspect of it, but one of the coolest nicknames in the game and one of the all-around good guys in hockey is Captain Kirk, Kirk McLean.
1: Thank you. Thanks this for coming, awesome. buddy.
0: And thank you for coming. My pleasure. Cheers, cheers. So, uh, yeah, um, touch on some of the hockey stuff in a mm-hmm. bit, but uh, growing up in Willowdale, from what I remember, there was some,
1: some tougher areas
0: in that, yeah. that, that area. What was it like growing up as a kid? Well, it was,
1: you know it was great to be quite honest with you I you know I was busy playing sports so you know I was lucky enough to be able to be doing that my parents uh, got me into hockey uh, at a young age um, and into soccer as well so uh, that kept me busy uh, in the wintertime hockey obviously and then soccer in the summer so uh, kept me off the streets so to speak but um, yeah I grew up in a uh, a couple of neighborhoods, uh, but mostly uh, the one particular f- from grade six on, I guess, in, in, uh, in Willowdale, a place called the Peanut Plaza. Very nice. A uh, um, little plug-in, Peanut Plaza. Peanut Plaza, yeah. <laughs> uh, right close to uh, uh, Seneca College, which we were lucky enough to go watch Wayne Gretzky play okay. at, when he was at the age of 14 years old, making his, his jump from... Uh, I guess minor minor hockey into the junior B ranks, and then of course went on to play with Ste. Marie for, gotcha. for one year. Yeah, so it was uh, an interesting area. Um, some few characters uh, that went on to to play actually CFL football that I went to high school okay. with there, and then a couple of uh, uh, entertainment uh, celebrities as well that uh, that came out of the neighborhood.
0: Nice, nice. So you guys represented well. Obviously. We did, yeah. That's awesome. You know, the,
1: the, uh, a uh, little, little area of of uh, the Peanut Plaza did uh, um, put out some good uh, celebrities, so to speak.
0: Very nice. And uh, so, who are the music celebrities? Because um, obviously, we're both into music. Well,
1: so. um, Snow. You oh, know, really? Snow. Yeah, I grew oh, up yeah. with Snow, who yeah. was, was actually an informant. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, uh, <laughs> just saw on his Instagram that he was in the Vancouver area, in the BC area, for the last uh, a week or so, and really? and taking in some nature. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Mike Myers and his family oh, uh, came okay. out of that area. Um, our our second passion, or one of your all time passions, yep. music. Yeah. Uh, uh, the band Rush was not was in from that uh, that area, and, and they lived. They're on,
0: welcome on the show anytime. Yes, <laughs> yes. I wish I
1: I could uh, have that power to, to say that uh, I have this uh, this fellow to, that wants you on the show, but yeah. so they're enjoying retirement now. Yeah, no, it's uh, they've earned it. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, and uh, so it's, it's, it's a nice little plug for that little area yeah. from back in the day that, uh, you know, there was some good, really good things that came out of it.
0: Oh, very cool. Very cool. And then, uh, so you went to, well, where did you play your minor hockey? I played for my Ottawa. minor
1: hockey for a couple teams. I started my, my hockey career just playing in a, in a uh, kind of a development uh, year. Uh, what's called the Scarborough Lions. Hockey Academy, which was okay. held in Scarborough at a place called Scarborough Arena, which was in um, southern Toronto, down close to the lake, okay. Birch Mountain area, Birch Mountain Stadium. And it was just a, a skills, and it was the whole the whole uh, hockey season where you just learned the skills, you learned the, the rules of the game, and just uh, really worked on um, your skating. And, and I was a, a player yeah. at the time, yeah. um, but was still kind of fond of the goaltending position, you know, growing up in Toronto, being a Leaf fan at the time, and Bernie Perrant, Jacques Plant were were the two tenders in the early part before they both moved on to other teams, and and that's where I kind of fell in love with it. And then after first year, first year of uh, um, house league hockey, mm-hmm. we needed a goalie, so myself and one of the other teammates put it up for half a year. I nice. had success, and then just carried on with it.
0: Nice. Moved
1: on and played the bulk of my minor hockey with a. The Don Mills Flyers.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Right. So
1: uh, from Pee Wee to Midget, and uh, had some pretty good success with the teams. So it was Excellent. a lot of fun, yeah. And were there any of the guys from those teams that uh, There was on a couple well? couple guys that went on uh, that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ken Savern, who oh, yeah. played a little yep. bit in the National Hockey League. Yep. Uh, um, Matthew Deja played a little bit in, in pro hockey. Gary McColgan, who, okay. who played... Uh, a little bit as well. Um, uh, Peter Zezel oh,
0: okay.
1: uh, was one. Uh, Andrew McBain, another one. Yeah, a lot of guys. So there was a few, yeah, yeah. Um, that went on to to have uh, um, some success or, or a lot of success in the National Hockey League, but yeah. uh, you know, had some good careers uh, uh, on the pro side, of it, not necessarily in the NHL.
0: Right, right. And then uh, so I guess
1: 16-ish you went, went Drafted years. 16 years old to Oshawa. Yeah. Um, opted to stay back and play another year of midget. Okay. Uh, that was kind of a group thing with my parents, obviously, and and my minor, uh, minor coach and Don Mills at Robichaud, who was a huge influence on on me as well. Um, you know, going into Oshawa, we knew that at the time, Peter Sidorikovich was the goaltender there, right. so he was going to be returning as a as an overage, and you know, for my development. We thought it wasn't going to be as as good for me because he'd probably play most of the games right, and I would right. only get in probably 10 games yeah. maybe. So for me to play more often than midget and continue to work on my game, uh, that's what we decided to do and I think it was the right thing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, anytime you can get a little bit more ice yeah. time,
1: I mean, it's great to
0: learn from people, but yeah, it's always nice to be in the game. And then at so.
1: 16, it's... Uh, you know, he's still young, moving away from home, yep. even though it was only 35, 40 minutes down the highway. Yeah. Um, you're still uh, picking up and, and moving away from home at a, a very young age. There's, yep. there's a big difference from 16 to a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old, for that matter. So um, I think it was the right thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and especially in that era, things were...
1: Yeah, it's a lot different. Uh, not anymore. as, uh, you know, guarded
0: as... now. Right. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And then uh, so on the Oshawa teams you had some uh, some
1: some pretty good players, Gord Murphy, yeah, Gord uh, Murphy, Donny Donnie uh, Biggs, Donnie Biggs, yeah. John McClain, Joe Sorella, Peter Sadorkovich, yeah. um, Todd Charlesworth, Dan Grattan, uh, Dave Gans, uh, gosh, um, go God right down to Tim Burgess. Uh, some guys that went on to play again in the NHL for quite a while, and, mm-hmm. and then uh, also guys that had some really good, like Don. Uh, Big Z had uh, a wonderful American hockey league career.
0: Yeah, he was a very skilled guy, but had an edge to him. Mean, yes, he had sort, a little bit of Sorry about the cross checks,
1: Don. It was one of those sneaky, sneaky guys that if you, you thought you could get in there in a fight, he was pretty pretty darn good he yeah. handled himself well
0: yeah no he was uh, I think he was in cincinnati i think when i was uh, a couple years and and he was always you know leading scorer and up yep. there in pims yeah. too so yeah
1: yeah he was uh he was uh he could shoot the puck yeah he had a wonderful wrist shot and yeah. and yeah he uh, he turned into a nice uh, nice hockey player and had a, had a good pro
0: career yeah Now, at that time, you would have been... I'm trying to think, some of the guys... Mike Ware would have been around. Was Forgy in Sudbury? Like, you guys must have had some good rivalries back then. Yeah,
1: there was some some good ones. Peterborough was obviously the big rivalry for us. To this date, you know, Oshawa, Peterborough, and no matter what the sport is, is always uh, the big rivalry. So, um, you know, would I think, was already gone. Um, By the time I got there, he was already in Detroit. But, uh, you know, there was... Um, you know, so good, good, good home game. That was, you know, my first experience of hard nosed hockey for yeah. sure. But, uh, you know, even going out for a warm up, it was pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, had to make sure they didn't come steal your net, before. You steal your net or shoot pucks down at you, depending yeah. on which arena you're at. So, yeah, you know, obviously, home ice advantage, you try and intimidate the, the visiting team as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Awesome, and then uh, so you're drafted 84 to Jersey, so yeah. sixth round. I mean, f- back then for a goalie, sixth round that was pretty high. Yeah, it was so, pretty good. We
1: we had a good crop of goaltenders. Craig Billington yeah. got drafted the same year, a little higher. He, he was uh, second second pick after Kirk Muller went first for us. Right, uh, and then and then Craig went. I think he was second pick in the third round, I believe. If I remember correctly, but we had Chris Terreri that was drafted oh, that yeah. same yeah. same year, just after me, and then Sean Burke came in the next year. He was drafted, and then of course, the famous one, that guy Martin Berdouer came in a little bit later. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what they you know they always did well. We knew the three of us after playing um, our first year pro. Craig actually they brought up, I and mean, he he played a full season basically with them right. as an eighteen year old, which I think. Uh, was tough. Joe Sorella went through the same thing, and John McClain, and They all got sent back to junior after that. So that was a weird thing, but that happened uh, more often than not uh, in the NHL back then. Yeah. Um, Todd Charlesworth happened to him. He went into to Pittsburgh, and played a full season. They sent him back back to junior. So um, you know, it was it was one of those situations on the goaltending part of it where uh, we kind of had a plethora of goaltenders there, and we knew something had to happen. Yeah. And you never think it's going to be you, though. But at the end of the day, it worked out OK for me and, and for everybody else. And, you know, you, it was easy enough because I was twenty, twenty one, 21 and, and, you know, played one full year of pro with a couple ups and downs. Uh, I was with Maine and Jersey. Yeah, Maine and Jersey. And then and uh, so really, you know, Vancouver really, really gave me my my first opportunity to, to become an NHLer. Yeah. And then
0: once once you actually you know got the news and and kind of got over the shock of it, yeah. when you first came to Vancouver, obviously you're an East Coast dude yeah. playing in Jersey, you're, now you're out west. What was your first impressions of the team, or did you know any of the guys? You know or? what, I
1: didn't I didn't know much about them. Obviously in '82 they'd been to the finals, and no. um, I was traded with with Greg Adams, so him being a BC boy kind of filled me in on the on the plane ride because I'd never got got out here with with new jersey and as far as i got west was the max midget tournament in calgary so, okay um but uh, it was obviously we came in at night so it was a beautiful evening i can remember that and then you can see just the you know the, the mountains in the background but yeah. with the city lights and, and then of course waking up in the morning it was yeah. it was quite a beautiful uh, setting and then on we go over to duncan for for training camp so yeah. it was it was quite quite nice going across on the ferry yeah no but nice. i had n- no idea what what uh, BC or Vancouver was about and like you said growing up on the east on the east in Toronto in the big city never thought I would uh, be the type of guy that uh, would leave the area yeah but it didn't it didn't take very long I mean I fell in love with Vancouver right away the early years I'd go back for a couple of years in the summer for a month or so but uh, you know now I barely get back to Ontario at all
0: yeah I guess you settled in okay yeah. most most people can tolerate you <laughs> yeah Ontario. So
1: a beautiful area here yeah
0: so you had the uh uh, first couple years you guys had some success you know flirting with the playoffs uh, etc
1: and then you guys go into that 93 '94 run yeah well, well 87 to the first two years it was pretty pretty lean yeah I mean we we struggled and the new management came in Pat and and Brian Burke and and Bob McCammon was the coach at the time so they were you know, they were creating and, and uh, molding their, their team, so to speak, and it takes a little bit of time, and it took probably two or well three years for sure to get us onto the right, right side of the track. We made yeah. a nice little run in 89 two years later where we lost to Calgary in the first round, Game 7. Of course, they went on to win the Stanley Cup, but, right. uh, you know, it was uh, a good learning experience for me to learn how to really become a pro. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like you say, we have some good years in the early '90s. Uh, we underachieved in the playoffs from myself out, and then we get into '93, '94. We underachieved in, in the during the regular season, and then there's kind of snowballed effect in the uh, in the playoffs, and went on to to do what we did, and yeah. and I, you know obviously probably the the most exciting time of my career um, at that moment, and and uh, the rest is history after that. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, you guys had a lot of uh,
0: a lot of veteran guys mm-hmm. on that team. You had Babs and Tim Hunter, and yeah. obviously Pat at the helm and stuff. Uh, when you guys had had the series with Calgary, Game Seven OT, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it's known around Vancouver strictly as the save, right? Mm. You got Flurry coming in yeah. two on one. You got Yerkes taking the pass away. You know, somehow he feathers and, that and pass somehow, through
1: to Reichel and, and Jeff Cortnell's... For some reason busting his rear end to get back which was odd
0: yeah a little back
1: pressure never hurts. But. yeah well that was good to see you know yeah. you, you, you know you see him coming back and you know it's it's obviously meaningful but yes it was one of those plays where you know theo being the talents and uh, player that that he has had several options because he was on his off wing mm-hmm. so he he could either stop up and make a pass back he could cut across and use Yerky as a screen, maybe, or make the pass. Yeah. And, and Yerky, I thought, played it great. He, 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 he didn't give him it, much. He Didn't give him much. Forced yeah. it. So I was able. It was easier for me to to read what was going to happen. And yeah, you know, and and one of the moves that I was taught as a kid that you don't see very often, or if at all anymore was the two pad slide and yeah. it was a desperation move without a doubt that was yeah. the way we were taught if we had to get across as quick as possible was to do that and yeah. you know i was able to time it right and and get my toe on it and and then boom jeff brown makes a, the amazing pass to pavel in, the, in the next uh, yeah. uh the beginning of the next uh, overtime period and and pavel pretty much skated the puck into the net <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I know he froze Vernon pretty yeah. pretty well there now with with the save like did you have any uh any concern at the time like whether you actually got over in time or did you know no my I, I got oh that no I, I you know I because they did actually put the red well, light on I know on they did it I mean used confused a lot of people it at the
1: did time. and there was no no replay I believe back then yeah I don't that I so. can remember anyways and and uh no I felt pretty confident that uh that that I hadn't crossed because uh you know where my skate position was and and uh you know as I kicked out my my bottom leg so um you came a long way over I did come a long way over and and uh you know you know Reichel takes a lot of heat for not not playing but I think you know at the end of the day he was in close and and, then you know you know on his his part I'm thinking he's you just probably couldn't get it up in time because of yeah. the way I was able to come across it at the, the same yeah. time as the puck got there. But, uh, you know, those things happen. And, yeah. You know, I was able to do that, and, and uh, thankfully I did. Yeah. So the
0: the puck clears the zone, kind of going up ice. Mm-hmm. You're standing there, you just made a huge... Game series saving yeah. save what what's first thought well, the went through It worked to head. be a
1: game series. You know, yeah. you're just you're just trying to stop the puck yeah. at that time, and then yeah. afterwards you just think, okay, let's go get one now, guys, yeah. because there's there's you know there we were kind of exchanging ch- chances, and and then uh, you know we get out of that 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 period uh, uh, going into the into the second overtime, and and um, like I said, Jeff, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, yeah, Jeff Brown. The vision he had and, and the ability he had to make a pass, seeing Pavel coming across the middle right was, was the just there. right up the seam, right <clears throat> on the tape, and the full stride Pavel's going yeah. in. And, you know, him coming at you that fast, it's tough for the goaltender to get set, and I think he really might have caught uh, uh, Vernie flat-footed at the time. And,
0: and was well, able and you don't know whether Pavel's going to shoot there either. either. Yeah. So, yeah, that's you know, a tough, he was, tough spot.
1: He, he was quite a player, uh, not too many players at top speed, can handle the puck the way he he did. Yeah. Uh, you know his hands were able to keep up with his feet. There's a lot of guys where they don't keep up with their feet. They're yeah. going full blast, but they just can't handle a puck at, at full blast. And he yeah. was one of those rare guys that could do it.
0: Yeah, and uh, obviously after that, you guys went on to the the run with New York, and mm-hmm. and you know came within a, a goal post of, yeah. uh, of getting the cup. So obviously that that must have been a, a tough pill to yeah. swallow. But um you know going on from there what uh, sort of into the next years of your mm-hmm. career and stuff what was were you focused on trying to get back or yeah. you just focused on okay we got a different team this year and
1: no I you know once you get that taste you you want to get back there and 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 you get a total understanding and respect for the teams that do it multiple times yeah. whether they get there multiple times but then to win it multiple times it's it's unbelievable because it's hard to describe what you go through as a team uh to you know the, the sacrifices that the players have whether it be you know their their body one but mentally what you go through sure. as well and and uh, um you know to be able to do that uh, year after year for some teams, whether it be the Oilers or the Islanders or the Chicago's of the new era. Sure. Pittsburgh, yeah. you know, it's it's pretty amazing. So, no, you get there. We, you know, we're so close to it. You want to get back there as fast as you can because, um, you know, know when it's going to happen. Sure. again. And no, unfortunately, you never get, never get there. Never get there. So, yeah. Some great players never get yeah. there. And then unfortunately, the next year, it was a lockout year. So. Right. So that took a little bit of the. I guess the spark out of everything, you know, we didn't get started up again until January and it was a 42-game season. Yeah. You know, we ended up doing pretty well. We got into the conference finals again and just couldn't couldn't get over that hump. Um, but uh, um, we made a few changes. We moved into a, a new building the next year. And uh, I think Pat might have been under fire to to bring a different type of team into it pay some pay some bills right? with the new arena, try and create maybe a little bit more, more exciting hockey team. And he yeah. probably ran into some contract problems and issues with some players, but, uh, you know, he did what he had to do and, and uh, you know, it was just a little bit different after that.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, let's switch gears for a second. And, uh, uh, you know, you and I are both, we've had many talks on music, mm-hmm. so this one will probably be a little more... Uh, uh, well-behaved, I guess, <laughs> but uh, if you were, uh, you know, if you could do anything other than hockey, would it be mm-hmm. something music or a completely yeah, other profession?
1: You know, I, I, yeah, probably if I could play an instrument. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty mm-hmm. good at the cowbell. Yeah. Well, hey. know, I'm pretty good <laughs> at the cowbell over these last few years, you know, but uh, no, I love music. You know, like you, like you said, we have, we have to talk about it and, and if I could could have been a, a musician or somewhat carried a tune, that yeah. would have been uh, kind of uh, the other lifestyle, I guess, if yeah. you will. But to uh, continue on to this date, you know, I love live music. And, and, you know, I don't I don't mind being in front of the camera. No. In front of a crowd, no. if you will. No, It's that weird thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I can admit that. top top three concerts yeah. and why? Well, probably my first ever, which was Rush. OK. Um, you know, being the first. Good first concert. For yeah, them. first rock concert that I ever attended. So that's probably one of the reasons why. Um, Page and Plant, oh, yeah. when they when they they toured uh, the arena tours. Yeah. Um, I saw them in Salt Lake on that. Yeah, tour, I, I saw them back to back in uh, actually a playoff series. Uh, the first time we saw them, we were playing St. Louis. Yeah. And the Tragically Hip opened for them both nights. So double double bammer right there uh you know obviously a legendary band uh and then of course the hip went on to be to do what they did and and just to see to see the the level of uh, a rock and roll band and musicianship and and lyrically all that kind of stuff it was pretty amazing to see and and then get to see them back to back was amazing and then finally probably the, you know the tragically hip their last their last their Great. you know their final farewell, their tour, final farewell right. tour that was yeah. unbelievable and i got to see them twice too here in vancouver and in toronto and just to, to see what those guys went through and what he yeah. went through to to uh to make it happen was uh, remarkable and and uh, uh very emotional yeah to be quite honest with you and, yeah. and um you know i'll always remember that uh those two concerts that i was able to 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 see him uh do it one one last time not just for for himself and his band members but for for his fans obviously yeah. No, you talk about
0: uh, i don't think you get a better example of leaving it all on the ice than oh he did. my i gosh. mean everything yeah. he had he he yeah. put it out for that yeah. final tour i think so yeah that was i was fortunate enough to see them in vancouver as yeah. well and and on that tour with, yeah. with Plant and Page too. Yeah, so no, that there was, was really uh cool. We actually played Jeopardy in the dressing room with them. That, oh, that, fantastic! Uh, after after
1: they opened. And, oh, fantastic! Um, yeah, no, was, you know, I get my fair share. Of, listen, every concert I go to are 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 fantastic. Yeah. You know, just uh, Elton John a couple weeks ago, uh, Tom Petty, two weeks before he passed away when he was in in Vancouver, Um, you know, some of the older bands, Depeche Mode came through. They were fantastic. Uh, Some of the newer bands that that I've seen um, that I didn't think I would like, that ended up being um, One Republic being one of them. You know, I like their music, but what a fantastic musician he is and and band they have uh, you know i thought it was just uh, incredible uh, you know i didn't realize some of the songs that he wrote and and some of the songs that he who he collaborated with uh, uh, other artists so right yeah there's some great music out there but i'm still i'm still time rocking. you're old school yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah i hear you. um back to hockey a little bit <clears throat> was there anybody that uh, you know obviously you played against Gretz and, mm-hmm. and mario and all those guys was there a guy you remember where, whether it was his release or just his shot in general, where you just yeah. kind of went, wow, like this guy's
1: oh. off the charts? Well, Steve Eisenman was that way. Joe Sakic, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Brett Hall. You know, it was, it was interesting to watch the evolution of Brett because we both played against each other in the minors the first year. He was with okay. Calgary's organization, so okay. he played in Moncton. Yeah. And, um, you know, we always knew he was that kind of sniper, but... Um, you know, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. He he was moved to, to St. Louis, and and then of course, uh, uh, his counterpart Adam Oates was there. So yeah, that, that was relationship a good combo. exactly. <laughs> and you know, he was a guy that uh, was like a shark. He would, as you know, he'd hover. In the slot area, and then somehow you know Adam would find them. Yeah, he just disappear and, and, <clears throat> and boom. Like there would be games. Yes, those guys that they're you never notice them, and then yeah. at the end of the night they got you know four or five points yeah. or yeah. a couple goals, and that's that was that was holy at the time. And then and then you had guys like a Sackick or an Eisman that you you noticed all the time yeah. because they they had the puck a lot and but uh, very very rarely took slap shots. They were always guys that took snapshots uh, um, with quick releases and uh you know we we're able to to do it with accuracy right
0: and then on sort of the flip side of that funniest guy you ever played with
1: wow gosh that's a good question there's there's a few of them garth butcher was good <laughs> butcher, yeah, yeah. um uh, jeff courtney was good um gosh that's uh eric lacroix who i played later in my okay. was was you know some good humor um God, I am Trying to think down the line on almost every team. Yeah, there's well, there's, there's guys that uh, that were pretty good, but um, you know, in amongst those, you know, the butchers and the and the cardinals, they were good at the. They were good at the uh, the jabbing. Yes, I guess, off yeah. the bench, and of course the, uh, all the all the shenanigans afterwards. You know, with your own teammates, the shoe checks, and yes, sorts yeah. swords, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got the pranksters,
0: <laughs> and then yes. just the guys that are just outright funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who would have been one of your funniest? Oh, um,
0: one of the funniest guys, uh, and, you know, one of those guys that doesn't really necessarily mean to be funny, and, you know, I played with him uh, overseas, but he played a lot in the minors, uh, Ivan Matulik, he's a a good Slovak guy, but um, the one guy that I was wondering if you would run across him in your days but uh, I mean I was very close with Todd Ewan yeah, and yeah. back in the day Todd used to say the
1: funniest guy that he's ever seen in his life was yeah. Mark Bergevin really yeah I, said, I you know obviously played against him and, yeah. and then he had a little spell here in, in Vancouver which yeah. I was already gone <laughs> but uh, um, I I hear that he's he's quite funny. He was, and He's always always on. He's always on. Yeah. Yes, and he was, I think quite prepared with yeah. his. Uh, it's his interesting now him. You know, obviously, GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. I wonder if he's still that way.
0: I don't know. You you know you wouldn't get it from the camera, but uh, it's. Uh, he's got
1: to play a little bit more of a serious role, obviously. But yeah. I'm sure you, you, those guys never lose that yeah, kind no, of stuff. They, no. they That's their that's their character and their makeup, and they yeah. they need that. Well, and the highlight of coming
0: to the rink every day and you know getting guys like that that are just uh, ridiculously fun well, it games. loosens
1: up everybody. Yeah. It keeps everybody, uh, you know, the tensions off and and you know for little short spurts keeps your mind off the game and yeah. and uh, that's a, that to me that's a good thing. Yeah, I think those type of guys are important to have around.
0: Absolutely, yeah, you got to keep the room light at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, so. Road hockey. Yeah. Who were you in road hockey when you played road hockey as
1: a well, kid? Well, it's Bernie Perrin if yeah. I played goal. Cool, okay. Or Jacques. Um, and then if I played out, I was either Salming, um, Sittler, Davey Keon. Okay. And then if we wanted to throw in, we'd, you know, the Claire Alexanders or you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, Inge Hammerstrom, you know leaf fan growing up yeah so that's well, always I, 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 I always seemed to
0: play goal in road hockey okay. and i was always mike palmett okay yes yeah. at the time yeah was, when uh,
1: Palma came along for road hockey it was good yeah uh you know i went through uh a time where you know him obviously being the leaf goalie and then that was my my number yeah that i wore in junior hockey so uh you know he had a, a little bit of influence that way i yeah. guess yeah
0: very cool and then uh your fate well i can give you two if you need them but your, your favorite goalie mask of all time Oh, gosh. Or
1: even two. Well, the Jacques Plante mask was yeah. the classic, right? Um, you know, that would probably be the, the favorite. And then, you know what? Gary Bromley's was pretty good. Bonesy. Bonesy is one of my, my you know, that's, uh You know, that's yeah. the classic uh, skeleton on the mask. And I think... Uh, Gary Bones Bromley. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, he's still around here in Vancouver. We yeah. see him uh, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. He's not out skating with us anymore, but uh, he's enjoying his retirement. But uh, yeah, that's got to be right up there with with one of the good yeah. ones. Yeah.
0: yeah, mine were Bonesy and uh, and Jerry Cheever's,
1: oh, obviously. Yeah, Cheesy's yeah. with, the, you know, yeah. that's, again, the classic. I wonder yeah. if they, how many of them are all real? If uh, you just started,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you figure out, well, I got three here or I would have got six? Yeah, like There's a little bit of leeway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, the iconic mask, for yeah. sure. That's... Uh, you know, everybody remembers the, the the Jerry the Jerry Cheever's mask, and then of course the Jog Plant originally. Well, Ken Dryden mask too was yeah. was uh, was something. I, I'm trying to figure out how that really actually protected you.
0: Yeah, I don't think they did much of anything other than just help you to split wider. Yeah. Things, but, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. Now there were some characters out there that that. Uh, you know made some nice uh you know kenny lockett that played here he had the spider yeah. he was spidey he had the yeah. spider on it you know and there's the uh, the snake i forget to he had a cobra on his mask i forget to know who that that was oh, i'm
0: trying to remember who that was but, but uh, you had some cool masks too, yeah right? you yeah. know
1: there, a fellow by the name of um uh greg harrison out of toronto was a you know we would collaborate a little bit but i yeah. just tell him this is kind of what i want and he would create it you know that's that's what he did and and he came out with some some good uh, some good designs. I was quite happy with them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And now it's a lot of
1: different. You see the guys now, you know, they're all the different images they're putting on, whether it be like an old face with the ears, or, yeah. or now they're doing their their rock legends that they like, yeah. and, or obviously tributes to to different people. But uh, they get pretty creative. Sometimes I think they get a little bit too busy, but they well, get pretty creative. They go through yeah. so many of them now. We didn't have the budget back then. Well, that's right? the thing.
0: Back then, you were lucky if your mask or helmet
1: matched the team here that's on. That's right. it no guarantee. you were, no not, guarantee. We were traded, yeah. you know, it would be the trainer coming in with a spray can yeah. to, to, to do stuff. But, Here's uh, your yellow helmet. Yeah. We're well, wearing black, but that's what you get. Gosh, he, I can remember, you know, Lanny McDonald or Butch Goring that yeah. uh, wore the same helmet, but yeah. they'd go in and... Yeah, Butchie always just spray paint it or they find a a colored tape and they tape it all around until they got the paint job done so yeah now they they just you know they go through masks just for the sake of going through masks if it's a cancer awareness uh, month they'll get a new mask for that which is fantastic and of course donate it and then then, then the the money goes to a wonderful cause so it's it's nice that the the budget's a little higher for for the players now, and they can they can do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, not like the stick budget back in junior, <laughs> where you had the uh, I think it was the old Titans or Cohos that they'd, the fiberglass would split, but you couldn't
1: actually get it to break, and yeah. you had to keep using it. And then the old fiberglass tape that you would yeah. wrap it to make it uh, yeah. that much stronger. No, yeah, those days are gone.
0: Yeah, those days are gone. Yeah. Well, actually, in in New West with the Bruins for practice, we weren't even allowed to use sock tape. We had to use skate laces to, to tie our our that yep. sock tape was too expensive that was game day only so. yeah, well, yeah. budget's changed a little now the
1: budget's changed a lot yeah. that's for sure yeah you tell these guys uh, the kids the kids now you let them know you know obviously we flew commercials for flying or we bust middle seats all that kind of stuff yeah. they kind of look at you like deer in the headlights like yeah. what, what are you talking about so yeah. yeah the game has come to a great level and it's in a good place I know they uh, the players waived their their option this year on the CBA, yeah, and it, so it's status quo for another couple of years, and, yeah. That's, and then that's hopefully good. they stay in talks and whatever little things they need to to figure out because the game's in a good place. Both sides are are doing well, and yeah. I don't think anything needs to be to be fixed.
0: No, I think they can both be pretty happy yeah. with
1: the status quo, like you're saying. So, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. So if you're watching, let's leave it the way it is. <laughs> you, so
0: after you finished your playing career mm-hmm. uh, I know you went into the restaurant business for a while mm-hmm. and then you uh, were goalie coach with the blazers and also with the Avalanche mm-hmm. and broadcasting you know mm-hmm. what uh, what was sort of your favorite thing to
1: well uh, you know you, you retire after a few years you just we, that's all we've been doing since we're five years old yeah. and all we, we kind of know you can, yeah. you know I think it's obviously very important to 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 gear up for it uh, when you get to a certain age, think. Well, you should gear up for it all the time, to be honest with you, because you never know about injuries of what your life after hockey is going to be. You know, network or or finish off whatever schooling you want to do um, to be prepared for that. And and um, you know, I always knew it's easy to stay in the business because sure. that's what we do and that's what we know. And if we're lucky to be able to do that and have the contacts to do that, that's fantastic. But uh, you know, I wanted to take a year off of just kind of exhaling and and uh, thinking about you know what just happened to me as far as uh, my career and yeah. and what I was just uh, had the privilege to to be able to do for the better part of 16, 17 years and uh, kind of just let my body heal a little bit and then and then get back into it. So you know, I dabble a little bit in real estate and and. And that kind of thing, because I really enjoy, um, you know, the urban development part of it, and and watching this particular city grow, and right. and uh, you know, you know, over the years of, from when I got here to '87 to, to today, so I'm still, you know, kind of involved in that a little bit with a friend of mine, um, not buying and selling or anything like that, but just uh, you know, helping out with developers and sure. and and learning the business. Um, but uh, then I, you know, decided to to get into the broadcasting uh, when the pay-per-view was kind of a kind of the in thing or in vogue at the time for yep. for the teams everybody thought okay this is what we're going to do we're going to not only charge some good dollars to watch we're going to mm. we're going to charge you on the tv yeah, as well exactly. but that that lasted of all about maybe two years it was awesome i really enjoyed it uh, because it was a it was a good learning curve uh uh, on the on the tv side of it because we weren't on all the time we mm-hmm. were just on during commercial breaks and uh you know we could, it was easy enough to pull up be able to pull up clips or talk about certain things because you know we had the, as the game was going on we could be calling down and asking what we were going to talk about right uh when the commercial break, break came on so that was good kind of like this show kind of like this show <laughs> no commercials so so we uh uh we did that for a couple of years and that, that kind of faded out that fad and and, and then uh, um, dabbled a little bit in the restaurant uh, you know with some some ex- teammates and management and, yep. and uh, you know enjoyed that for a little bit but would I do it again probably not it's a tough grind the, yeah. the, the restaurant business for and, sure. and uh, you live and learn and, and you go and you go from there but uh, uh, it's definitely an interesting um, um, business to get into and it's yeah. you really respect the people that make a make a goal of it and really are uh successful at it from there you know while i was doing that uh, did a little goalie coach uh, stuff prior to that with like you said with with cam which mm-hmm. was wonderful being back uh, and cons- consulting consulting with uh, the younger kids and trying to pass on your your knowledge um uh of the game um and then and then went into with with Colorado when it was kind of a little bit of a kind of a downtime or changeover time here in Vancouver uh, um, where the team was kind of in transition. Sure. And again, it was wonderful to be back into the NHL and hands on on the ice, traveling with the team, um, and then and then actually not just passing on my knowledge but learning the new game of goaltending too because it's the you know the. The age of the the taller goaltenders right. were coming in, so anybody under the uh, under the the size of six one probably weren't getting picked. And, right. and then the way they had been being taught as a as a as a youngster now, you know, the paddle down era, I guess, yeah. and, and the butterfly era, and uh, was was interesting because it's something that uh, you know was new to me. You know, I was obviously watching it uh, happen, but uh, uh, to see these guys at the size they are move around yeah. the way they do laterally is unbelievable yeah. it blows me away
0: yeah the athleticism of the game is, is yeah. it
1: is pretty amazing you know and you can you can understand the knowledge of, of getting a bigger goaltender and covering the bottom you know still having enough uh, you know body length to cover the top yeah um, but at the end of the day you know the players are are pretty smart the coaches are pretty smart the games getting faster yeah. and you can see it now that uh, you know goals are going in in certain areas uh, that are the percentage play that weren't going before, right? So you know, I think it's gonna, it's gonna morph back into more, maybe more of a hybrid goaltender. I'm not saying they're gonna be standing up all the time, but it's still. It's, for me, you don't need to go down on a butterfly from a wrist shot from the from the red line. No, type of thing. And and you no. you
0: are seeing that more, you know, guy in the high slot just trying to deflect it because yeah. they, they were were
1: playing down a bit too yeah. much for a while. You there. know, so. and they you know, the, the, the jamming in the net is kind of not happening as much either. Guys are now pulling yeah. back and, yeah. and, and coming around the net and shooting yeah. upstairs, right? So so we'll see what happens. But yes, the goaltenders are are amazing athletes now yeah. and you know i feel for them because it's it's hard on their knees and and their hips and their back yeah. uh, the way they're playing right now so you know they need their they need their rest and and uh you know hopefully their their careers can carry on a little bit longer yeah but uh, i know there's a lot of goaltenders that uh you know have to cut it short because they just their knees and their backs and their hips don't take it anymore they're right. really bad enough right
0: well and i was gonna say like with the alumni i mean most people you know know that you play out yeah you don't play in anymore now was that strictly just I just want to play out to have fun, or was there any of the? Well, I think it was a
1: little bit of both. Yeah. You know, I you know I've been playing goal since I was basically six. Yeah, and you know when you're done, it's now you're you're pressure free, if you will. There's always no matter what level of hockey there is, you know whether it be minor, junior, pro beer league, there's always going to be pressure on the goaltender sure. yeah and the goaltender feels that all the time yeah you're having fun without a doubt but you know you don't want to have to worry about your mental side of it when you're yeah. retired yeah well, you no, you it can be a pretty lonely position exactly to the of time and, to and you know what everybody can shoot the puck now with the way the sticks yeah. are made uh it hurts yeah it hurts you <laughs> know i know the, gold, the equipment's better now but it's still it still hurts and and um you know your my knees are you know not the greatest and the hips now are starting to, yeah. to to feel the same so i enjoy just you know i've even moved back this is a big lumbering defenseman now i don't i don't play forward as much as yeah. i used to anymore but i enjoy it out there it's fun um who knows somewhere down the line i if there was something that uh was was super important uh Charity-wise, uh, you know, I mean, they're all important, but, uh, you know, I may strap them back on. Yeah. You know, I, I keep hoping that the Canucks will be involved in another Heritage game somewhere down the right. line. and yeah. And then maybe I'll be able to uh, get 20 minutes of hockey in that way. But I'd yeah. have to train for probably six months.
0: Well, at least they know, you know, Heritage game get it going <laughs> because Mac wants to suit up for, <laughs> only for that. But... but uh, Well, in regards to that, I mean, you've played with the alumni now for a long time. Um, 17, I
1: think 17 years now. Yeah. Oh, two, I retired,
0: right? that's, That's amazing. Getting 17, yeah what are what are some of the you know because you you guys do so much good work mm-hmm. with so many charities but what are some of the ones that that you personally are involved with or you like to
1: you know well anything you know we, with, the, with the children's charities yeah. are obviously mean a lot to us and you know Connect place is is, uh, is is something that i hold close to my heart uh, you know that was created and started back in 96 i believe uh, arthur griffiths had the right. vision and brought the first uh, uh children's hospice to north america i think the, the very first one was created in in london i think i did not know that i think so don't quote yeah. me on that but i'm pretty sure oh everything's on the record yeah here. yeah <laughs> but now but now we've opened up a new one in, in Abbotsford. Yeah. so there's yeah. there's two of them going and yeah. and they're and they're just wonderful wonderful things it's 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 an unfortunate place uh, to go, but it's just a great thing for for the families to be, to, to be yeah. there. Um, you know Ronald McDonald House. We do we've done a lot of work over the years uh, with Ronald, Ronald McDonald House, and obviously Children's Hospital, um, and then now you know you know our Canuck Autism Network that uh, right, you right. know is is, is kind of one one A and one B with with uh, with Kanak Place. So mm-hmm. working with the autistic kids and and. Uh, um seeing seeing the smiles on their face it, it's amazing and not just the kids but the parents because sure. uh, you know the things we can do uh to help the parents out because there's there's a huge burden on the parents yep. and they need a little bit of break as well absolutely you know but uh so that's that's become uh, quite big with us as well
0: no that's cool it's uh, like you said the the difference that it makes yeah. you know just it's something that in a uh, usually a bad, bad situation. Yeah. It, it can inject a, a lot of joy for that
1: period Absolutely. of time. Absolutely. I mean, even if, it, if it's just an hour's worth or fifteen yeah. minutes worth, it's yeah. it goes a long way. Yeah. Uh,
0: so just touching on one more thing, hockey-wise, you've represented Canada at the World Championships. You played in two All-Star games, finalist for the Vesna twice, uh, named into the BC Hockey Hall of Fame. But in 2010, you're inducted into the Canucks Ring of Honor. As a, a kid, you know, growing up in Ontario and playing road hockey and playing minor hockey,
1: what's it like to be hanging from the rafters with some of the names? That yeah, there, it was, you, a, know? you know, it was a, a big surprise. I remember getting a call from Mike Gillis at the time, who was the GM, and, you know, he had created a committee, mm-hmm. um, you know, that voted on it or made suggestions on, on who... Who who's going to be inducted? And I was lucky enough to be the second one inducted. Uh, Orland Curtinback uh, was the first ever to be inducted, and then yeah. they, then I got the call, and it was uh, you know quite an honor without a doubt, you know to be able to have this this uh, the ceremony and and uh, um, you know small event if you will, and 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 un- unveiling of of uh, the Ring of Honor, yeah. the big the big. Uh, um, Portrait, I guess, and the name up there. That's up there forever, and yeah. and uh, you know it's it's still a nice nice thing to be able to walk in the rink and look up there and your your names in in light, so to speak. Yeah, for, it's got to be
0: got to be pretty surreal. Yeah. I would think at times when you re- you f- kind of forget for a half second yeah. and you look up. No, <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, no, it's pretty it's, it's pretty good. And of course, the, the guys that have been inducted, by and uh, Matty Olin, uh, Thomas gradine and Pat Quinn. Um, Harold Schnapps yeah. uh, it's pretty well. And then this year we have uh, Alexander Burroughs going in. So gotcha. So pretty, yeah. pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, there's enough room for a, a bunch more, and and I'm sure over the years they're they're going to um, you know take take their time and, and make sure the right ones uh, that go up there. I mean, if I had my way, everybody'd be up there. That's yeah. you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I know from
0: uh, you know being from Vancouver and knowing enough people here that have been. Vancouver hockey fans for their whole lives. You're definitely a very worthy addition to it. So,
1: well, oh, thank uh, you. I you thank earned you. it.
0: Good on you. You know, cool. I,
1: you know, I'm. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a guy. I play the game. We play the game because we love it, and and uh, you know, we obviously ultimately want to win the uh, the Stanley Cup. I I know there's all the individual accolades that come with it. Whether you're lucky enough to have your, your sweater retired, or you're in the, in the ring of honor, or you're inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I don't think we really well, I don't, anyways. I never really played for those acknowledgments if they came along. I mean, it's a bonus, right? Yeah. And that's a, a wonderful honors and and very humbling humbling experiences to have. But you know, for me, it was all about uh, playing hockey and and playing well for your teammates and your club and your city and trying to win that ultimate goal. Yeah. All the all the all the individual stuffs sort are of are nice to have on the side, and you know, it's it, it looks good on the resume. Yeah but ultimately it's a team sport and that's that's what it's all about but I really do appreciate uh, whatever individual um accomplishments or um uh awards or whatever uh um that were given to me. Yeah. You know they're 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 nice to have for sure. Yeah. You got a lot of good team players hanging up there in
0: the rafters so Oh yeah, absolutely
1: yeah. and and uh you know we had a chance to Pat Quinn when he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame a few years back. We had a chance to go back for that and um, you know that was uh, quite a quite a ceremony and, and an event and then of course being in, in the hall and then seeing all the different names that are up there it's yeah. pretty neat and you know you, you see what what it takes yeah what you have to do to get in there is it's uh, it's a pretty tough thing to do and yeah. and it's uh, you know quite an honor for those guys after their careers to be able to to be able to have that uh, that um, staple that they're the hockey hall of famers yeah very cool very cool. It's All kind right, of like Bob and Doug McKenzie yeah?
0: similar, yeah, except we got no bacon, <laughs> no okay. bacon. You might have to get a beer sponsor on yeah, board, yeah, yeah, yeah. beer sponsors, bacon sponsors, <laughs> pretty much any sponsors. Yeah,
1: we're putting that out every, every podcast, you're yep. putting out there. Everyone yeah. wants to come on board, we're, exactly. You're open to you're open to talks, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pretty reasonable for our demands, so. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate no, it. My and, pleasure. Uh, yeah, that's uh another episode of hockey circles first off the bench kirk McLean. anytime you want to talk yep. give me a call you know where i am yep cool stuff really appreciate it thanks thanks, bro. thanks brother I appreciate it all right thanks for hanging with us and uh, we'll see you next time ciao for now